Have you yet taken a trip by yourself? Your solo journey, not work-related and not just traveling somewhere to see family, but actually planning and going somewhere by yourself for a few days. I know it might seem a little bit unexpected and an interesting topic choice in this hopefully ending soon COVID era, because my last episode was focused on how to connect with others and how to grow your friendship and your support crew circle. But hear me out as I share today a bit more about how to set up a solo trip or journey, the seven key steps, and how wonderful it is for your mental health, your spirit, and your soul. So why do you think others like me recommend unplugging and totally getting away from it all? All on your own. Well, We'll start with the why you should do it and then get into overcoming personal roadblocks and finally the key seven steps to get you on your way. My friend Uli chose to head out on a solo trip around the world for her 50th. Valina just took another long weekend at the beach by herself and Kimberly heads out at least once a year, a day or two alone to get her life back in focus and strategize on her next personal and professional chapter. Then there's Pamela, who I met not long ago she takes an annual trip and was so fortunate to have parents who instilled the significance of regularly taking your personal and solo trip. She loves to fly fish in Colorado and I'm so hopeful to learn from her when I get to start planning for my first time out on the fly fishing trip. I've taken many trips on my own and I was very fortunate to work for travel. Well, and I say that with a grain of salt. Sometimes it was great, sometimes just a pain, but Getting back to it, I think I was very fortunate multiple times to stay in great cities after business meetings and then check out the amazing Field Museum and the Art Institute in Chicago. I toured the Museum of Fine Arts and the campus of Harvard in Boston. I took public transit and saw the sites of the Pikes Fish Market and all the surrounding areas of Seattle. So much fun, literally, to meander and wander completely on my own stopping when and where I like, and forever long I would like. There are many others who can share their stories, but regardless of the different experiences and personal revelations we each have, we have similarities you can learn from. Whether you've been too hesitant to take your own solo trip, or whether it's just been a while and you're really needing a good reminder to start planning your next. It's a time to step away from your work responsibilities, your parenting, your partner, your volunteer work, or other social commitments and focus for just a brief moment on doing what you want. Now this shouldn't be a novel concept, but unfortunately it is. And not enough people are taking advantage of the opportunity to really experience it themselves. You may find you prefer only to be away for 24 or 48 hours, or maybe it's not your thing at all. But I've not met anyone yet who didn't love it as most of us finish up the trip feeling refreshed, focused, reinvigorated, relaxed, empowered, and definitely ready to create our best next. So how do you overcome any of these internal roadblocks? Your roadblocks could be the perceived costs, your safety, the, just the unknown, or any other mindsets. It's really not difficult, but it may be unfamiliar for you or intimidating. It takes a little bit of courage and confidence in yourself and just walking through the planning steps and then doing it, like Nike says. 
just do it. I promise you that each time you try it, you're more likely to get a little bit more addicted until it becomes a regular thing. Cost can be minimal. Even a day away by yourself to the lake, beach, mountain, a park only takes the cost of the gas you'll spend driving. You can take a picnic, snacks, and water so you don't even need to buy anything else. You could decide to spend the night at a hotel or a camp spot. You may tour an artistic museum, a cultural site, or a historical museum. You may hire a guide. You may dine out. You might even rent equipment, all of which increases the overall cost, but minimally. Safety is also something to be aware of and to plan for. And I don't want you to minimalize this concern, but we're gonna get into it in just a moment in the final section of how to do it. You can venture out and you can be safe and enjoy a great solo trip. Honestly, I think the biggest hurdle to overcome is inside us. It can be daunting. It can be challenging to think about sitting in a hotel room by yourself. I love Alina's story of how she shared her first solo trip in which she said it was really difficult to unplug, to not look down at your phone or check into social media. Once you make that transition though, it's totally freeing. People that matter in your world know how to reach you if you're needed. You're very important, of course, but it's okay for you to sneak away for a bit. If you've not done it before, it may also feel a bit uncomfortable to go out and dine in a restaurant by yourself. But there's no judgment, there's no hot spotlight, somehow giving anybody the perception that you're not worthy of company. You are. You just choose to enjoy the experience alone. And everyone respects that. And most people have dined alone at one point in their life. And you can typically choose to eat either at the bar or sit at a table, wherever you feel most relaxed and most able to enjoy a fine meal. You may decide to go on a tour or a guided event with a small group. That's awesome. If nobody in your world currently appreciates the Bowling Museum Hall of Fame, and I had no idea this is in the backyard of my former Dallas-Fort Worth home, you can definitely find some of your peeps and maybe a few new friends by joining a small tour group. All right, now that you're pumped and ready, where do you begin? So here are my seven key steps. Number one, what are you interested in? What do you like? Start with that. What? Yes, you actually get to do what you want. So start listing places or experiences you're interested in, start researching, write down what you find, and write down some personal rules or agreements you want to adhere to, like no television watching, stay off social media, and really get away from it so you can focus on you. Number two, figure out your budget. Do you wanna spend a small amount on a one or two day outing or a longer big time bucket list trip? That also get, coincides with number three, location. It can be close to home or far away. Don't underestimate the value of exploring in your own backyard as there's typically a lot to see that we never have time to visit. Number four, who will you meet up with? Before you jump in and say, well, then it's not a solo trip. Remember, there are only your rules. I've taken plenty of solo trips in which I'm away for a few days and then stop and visit briefly to see a friend or connect with a group of strangers. On some of my solo trips, I've joined up with bicycle groups for a weekend ride, Sonoma, Anaheim, and it took, a, you know, it took some pre-trip planning, but I ended up meeting really nice new people, learning about some wonderful bike routes, and capturing unique memories in my trip. Number five, build your itinerary. 
Create your tentative schedule and remember you can flex it to what you want. You may decide to purchase some event tickets or tours you need to do up front or you can just meander. You can get up when you want, eat when you want, etc. I typically have a few key activities planned and then flex around that when I'm there. Number six, safety is very important. Have your draft itinerary places you will be and the best way to contact you in the hands of two good friends. I think it's best to give them an email and a printed copy and it's important to pick which friends you choose with this responsibility because you want someone who's resourceful and who will do what's needed if you don't check in as planned. This is your lifeline, truly, if something goes wrong. I recommend having a daily check-in, either voice messaging, phone, or email by a specific time each day with instructions on what they should do if you don't check in. Also be careful if you like to indulge while you're out, like having alcohol or something that could compromise your judgment. It's much safer to purchase a nice bottle of wine to enjoy at your personal campsite or hotel room when you're not driving and when you're safely tucked in. And number seven is just go and have fun. Document the good times, journal your thoughts, what you experience and your reflections along the way as it really helps retain the memories and capture how it feels and what you're gaining out of the whole experience. So that's it. I hope you feel more intrigued. I hope you feel more ready to plan your next trip. And if you're still a bit unsure, start with that day away or seven or eight hours away and see if you dig it. And then I hope you'll start working on your next one. I'm really excited to share a new free download of the top road trips I think you should take in 2021. And it's a great option to consider if you're looking for ideas on where to get away. Head to www.inspiringyournext.com to get the 22 pager filled with eight scenic drives and tons of tips, insights, and links to shortcut your planning and make that road trip just that much more fabulous. Now that you've been inspired, now that you've been freed of all the potential hurdles and internal roadblocks, and now that you have your seven key how-to steps, where will you go? As the wonderful Theodore Geisel, or Dr. Seuss as you may know him, stated, congratulations, today is your day. You're off to great places, you're off and away. You have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the one who will decide where to go. Have fun, everyone.